blizzard of the century that took us out for a couple weeks. We're here with broken backs and uh, sore muscles here from all the shoveling. Even Snowmageddon Part 2 couldn't keep us down. That's right, so we're here today to talk some more Pittsburgh sports. Yeah, and you know what else uh, Snowmageddon 2 couldn't keep down? It was the Duquesne Dukes last night with a big win over the the uh, University of Charlotte uh, 94s. Yeah, or wait, 49ers. 49ers. Oh, that's right. My the 49ers. Or was it the San Francisco 49ers? I'm not sure who exactly they, they knocked off last night. That was a, it was a big win for the Dukes, and I'm real excited as they're making their strong push here to finish up the season, get a nice uh, seed here in the Atlanta 10 tournament, host the first-round game, and then it'll be on to Atlantic City for the Dukes. They're peaking at the right time. In years past... Jeez, you're getting a just, little bit ahead of yourself here. Why don't we years, just talk about the game? Well, let me tell you something. In years past, the Dukes faded towards the end of the season. But uh, the game before, old coach Everhart instituted it back to 1040 system. Now, last night I know he didn't do per se 1040, but liberal substitution, running and gunning. So is this is this a mini two-game win streak for them, or is this a three-game? Where, where, where exactly are they sitting right now? They're five and seven right and now I, in the Atlanta. Win streak. Oh, this is two game, two game winning streak. Okay, no with bad. four games remaining, two at home, two on the road, and I'm looking forward to them to uh, win out. Win I'll out. say that right now. Well, win you, out. You definitely have the um, the Yinzer. Hey, we're the best team ever. Attitude. You get string a couple together, and you're all of a sudden you're the all world team. All I know you is you definitely have that going for you. Sunday afternoon at one o'clock at the AJ Palumbo Center. It's a red out against the Dayton Flyers. And uh, rumor has it that Mayor Luke Ravenstall might be declaring uh, this weekend a red weekend in the city of Pittsburgh as we go red Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles, that's right. They're 
Marquette used to be uh, something cool sounding, like the yeah. Warriors or something. Yeah, but now everybody, you can't have anything with an Indian. Ooh, I think we might have to edit that word out of the podcast. Unless you're Florida State Seminoles. Or you're Cleveland baseball squad. Exactly. Or the Atlanta Braves. Also an uh, American native person name type thing. Yeah. Um, also, uh, if you're if you're listening to us right now, um, stay tuned for later on. We're going to have a special guest interview coming up at the uh, the end of this uh, podcast. So make sure you stick around. Don't cut out early. And don't forget you can follow us also on Twitter at <laughs> Big Dummy. You can follow us at Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Big Daddy and the Z Dog. And you can also email the show, the podcast show at yahoo.com. Uh, so uh, I don't know what the, what the Dukes are going to be able to pull off this weekend, but I know Pitt is coming off also off with a giant win last week against. West Virginia Hoopaneers. That was a huge win. Yeah, and um, the big triple overtime victory that um, pretty much, from my perspective, put the nail in Bob Huggins' coffin. I know most people don't look at it that way, but it's the beginning and the end for that uh, Bob Huggins ride down there in Morgantown. You really think one loss? I, I do think one loss. That was a big loss. One loss, and they're still, what, in the top ten? Well, that's, they shouldn't be, but they, they lost two games in a row last week. They did. They did. And they, they didn't did. even drop. They dropped from number five to number eight. Everybody's afraid of the Huggy Bear and, they his, are. Uh, and his thug life basketball squad down there. Yeah, it'll be only a moment of time, give or take uh, a year or two, before he'll have them on some type of probation or one of those convicts he gets down there will do something to put them on the map. Well, the um, the best part about the game, as far as I'm concerned, was the look on Huggy Bear's face as it was all imploding before him. The seven-point lead with 40 seconds left. Um, just just the absolute look of um, bewilderment, amusement, whatever it was. It, it was priceless. Oh, yes. He was majorly confused over there. and I think he might have uh, busted a blood vessel, too, by the looks of it. Yeah, I think he was having a mini-stroke the whole game. But... Um, and, and also you have uh, Trayvon Woodall stepping up and playing perhaps the finest game of his career to date. Oh, yes, um, he did. Stepped in with 12 big points, 7 rebounds, and um, 5 fouls too. But he, he played he played tremendously. A couple clutch baskets right at the end of regulation to send the game to overtime. I think only had, what, like two turnovers too, I think? Yeah, maybe maybe one to two turnovers. So, um, yeah. But that said, good he, job, good job, Trey Woodall. He did play good. But let me go on record as saying, the man who holds everything together on this team is Brad Wanamaker. Okay, I dog this guy all the time because he's a turnover machine. He does good. I mean, he he does good in all aspects, rebounding, offense, defense. But he just turns the ball over too much. But that game right there, I'll never complain about this guy again. If he turns over the ball. So be it. He makes far too many positive plays, and that totally outweighs any negative he brings to the court. I'm glad to see you're finally coming around to my way of thinking. Yep. In and fact, I'm going down to the peak this evening. I'm buying myself a number 22 jersey. Oh, good. Pick one off for me, too. Um, but the 
also who also played a tremendous game for the Pitt Panthers, unheralded, but uh, Nasir Robinson came up big. Uh, he, he forced the turnover that led to uh, uh, Ashton Gibbs tying three-pointer in regulation, and then he came in in overtime, a couple big rebounds, a tip oh, in two bucket. offensive rebounds were huge. Huge. Basically, unsung hero, won the game, brought his energy off the bench in overtime. So, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you, Nasir Robinson. Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. That's right. <laughs> and, and let me let me tell Actually, you it's Mrs. Robinson, but who's, who's counting, really? Hey, I can change the lyrics. But let me tell you this, Big Daddy. I'll give you credit on this because you were the first person here in the city of Pittsburgh who compared Nasir's game to Javon Bryan's game. And now, after every game, when you listen to the post-game show coming home, all the Yinzers are calling up and making the same comparisons to Javon Brown. Actually, it's Jerron Brown. Yeah. Not so. Correct. To I be knew very what I was clear, Jerron, Jerron Brown, 1,000-point club for the Pitt Panthers. So, yeah, not a bad comparison. First time in 23 years, our minds are synchronized. Special message from the uh, big Z dog. Stay tuned as we'll have a special guest interview coming up towards the end of the show. Any uh, any hints on who the special guest may be? The special guest is a coach of a college football team located here in the state of Pennsylvania. That sounds special. You can also email us at bigdaddy at pittsburghpanthers.org. That's right. I'm a member of the Panther family. Z-Dog's not allowed because he's got those Duquesne tickets. Yeah, in, in other news this week, uh, the Pirates are going to be reporting uh, pitchers and catchers here before April. I don't know what time they're starting, and really nobody really cares. I think they already reported. They might have already reported, already reported, but I don't, I'm not so. sure who cares or why they care. But something we all care about, which is near and dear to our hearts, is um, we lost a great member of the Pirate family this week in uh, one Jim Bibby. Yes, we did. Jim Bibby, who uh, played, I believe, uh, nine seasons maybe with the Pirates. I don't know if it was nine seasons, but I know there was one very special season. Uh, 1979, that we are family. Jim Bibby, I think he started two games during that World Series, yeah, including Game 7. I believe he won two games that he series did. as well. He did. Most known for his uh, sweating out there on the mine. He was a prodigious sweater. He was. In fact, he, he, I think he would sweat chewing gum. I think you might be right on that. And I also think that he never raised his hand because he never was sure. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bibby, we're going to miss you. Yes, we are, Jim. Here's to you, Mr. Bibby. So, uh, 
Panthers football squad got some some uh, sad news this week. Um, one of their own was dismissed from the squad by uh, Coach Wanstash. Uh, Elijah Fields, the immensely talented but um, kind of screwed up in the head player, was uh, sent packing from the team. So where, where does this leave us this, uh, for this upcoming season as he was slated to be a uh, s- starting safety slash linebacker, dual role, all-everything defensive player this year? What do you, how do you see the Z does? That's true. That's true. I know it's true. That's why but I said it. Let me, let me, let me tell you. He, he's a good, a good athlete, and they're going to miss him. But he's been in – I mean, he missed one season. He was suspended. What was that, 07? Even last year he was in a doghouse a little bit at the beginning of the year, wasn't getting any playing time. Then he came on, and then towards the end again he was a little bit in Coach Warney's doghouse. But you got to remember that uh, Tagliannetti was injured all last year as well. I mean, he's going to slide in there. You have Dom DeSico back there. Uh, Gerard Hawley did really well when he came in uh, towards the middle end of the year. So I think Panthers will be okay. The linebacking core is where they'll miss it the most because that's probably where they would put Fields at is in that hybrid bandit position. But you, you just got to hope Mason comes alive and and can uh, develop and progress his game, and I think the Panthers will be all right. So uh, where do we see Elijah Fields ending up? Uh, do you see him maybe transferring to another uh, Division One school and sitting out a year, perhaps uh, State Penn? Uh, he, might, he could probably go up there and end up being uh, a team captain. Yeah, that could be a good possibility, but I don't think he's going to want to sit out a year. I don't think any school would even take that chance on him. So he'll be starting for Cal U then next year. Or The Rock. The Rock. Uh, the Rock is known for uh, taking the project cases. And uh, Elijah Field's immensely talented, but um, as of right now, hasn't seemed to get his act together. Um, sad to see, but um, hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. Bold uh, prediction here. Big East champions this year. Big East champions. Uh, I don't know how bold that is. That's a um, that's a that's a probably a, a, they're going to be the preseason favorites all the way around from from early looks in, in my book. Breaking in a new quarterback though, you never know. That's why I'm saying bold prediction because you you don't know how these kids are going to react. That's true, but Cincinnati will be breaking in a new coach, new everything. So yeah, and West Virginia. Psh- yeah, it's West Virginia. As long as they have Gomer Powell running that organization down there, they'll never win anything. This is true. They, they have never won anything, and they will never win anything. Joe, uh, 
to call us in next week's show, and maybe we'll have time to get you on. Yeah, I'd sure like to hear about the uh, upcoming game this season. Alabama! Roll Tide! Thanks again for listening to the show. Big Daddy and the Z-Dog will return next week. You can follow Big Daddy and the Z-Dog on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash the podcast show.